0: Hi, everyone. My name is Misty and this is my podcast, Mermaid on Land. Mermaid on Land came about in a lot of prayer and a lot of thinking and processing about what I wanted to accomplish and and my goal in creating this platform for people like myself as well as my peers and any other person that may have any perceived limitation. Um, so I wanted to create a podcast to give a spotlight or get rid of the perceived stigma of, that people might have with people with disabilities. So on my podcast today, I have Amy Stewart. Hi, Amy. Hi, thank you so much for coming today, um, I really appreciate this, um, Amy is a really good dear friend of
1: mine, and we've known each other for how long? Oh my goodness, we, maybe 2017 or 2016, maybe towards the end of 2016, because it was like after my transplant, so. Okay. Um,
0: so this is actually my very first podcast episode, so, um, I just want to kind of, I want to give you the opportunity to share your story with as much or as little as you're comfortable in sharing. And then I kind of want to get to know you, and I want, I I mean, I know you as a person. We, We met via Twitter. Um, we're both yeah. mutual fans of the Backstreet Boys as well as we are very strong in our faith. <laughs> so we combined the two and we cultivated a very strong friendship. Amy is like a best friend of mine. She might as well be family. Um,
1: oh, thank you.
0: We're we're um, we're very close and um so I very I very much value her friendship. And yeah, so Amy, start off by, I guess, sharing a little bit about you and and the struggles that you deal with.
1: Okay, um, I figured I might as well start in the beginning. I will try to not make it, not to talk for very long about it, because it is a very long story, but I will just give you, like, bits and pieces of it. Okay. Um... In 1983, about three months after I was born, um, my kidneys shut down. I was born with a rare condition called oxalo- hypoxaluria. And what it means is my body cannot um, get rid of oxalate crystals, which is in everything you eat and drink. Okay? Instead of, you know, getting rid of them in my body like normal people do... Um, they build it, they build up and they build up hard crystals, um, which destroys your kidney first. Back then, in 1980s, they didn't know much about this. Um, all they knew was that they have a kidney transplant and that was it. Mm-hmm. They used, didn't really know much about it. Away because of this horrible thing. And, um, there are two types. I can't remember exactly what type I had, but I know I had the infantile type, so I don't know if that's type one or type two. <laughs> um, but, um, my kidneys end up failing. Um, my dad gave me his kidney first. Um, I think it was in a matter of 24 hours to a week that the disorder automatic the crystals ate that kidney too and basically destroyed it. Um... Then, when I was two, my mom gave me her kidney. And I had her kidney all the way up to, till I was like, I think 30 years old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, nowadays, if a child is born with it, um, if they make it, I think, to your six months or to your first birthday, they automatically get a liver and kidney transplant. And the reason why they found out it's not in the kidney. It's because we're missing an enzyme in our liver that helps break down oxalate, And because we're missing this, um, this enzyme, the first place it goes to is to attack the kidney. Then it'll start attacking other parts of your body. Um, so in 2016, after when I went back into kidney failure, um, when I was 30, I think probably about it was, I went into kidney failure probably about a, a week after my son turned a year old. And so, I went on dialysis, did that whole thing and everything and stuff. And then in 2016, I had my third kidney transplant, but my first liver transplant. And because I had a liver transplant, I no longer had the disorder. I still have old crystals still in my body, but I'm not producing any new ones. Um... Unfortunately, because of a lot of things, because of the crystals, um, I think it was in 2014, or 2013, um, the crystals attacked my bloodstream, and they shut off my circulation from my arm to my leg. Um, I was basically about to die. They didn't know what they were going to do. Um... They, doctor, thank God for Dr. Rose and everything, he did a lot of research and he, um, he found a drug that could be used to open up circulation. Um, so he managed to say, however, I have a below knee amputation on my right and I have a foot on my left. And no, um, so, but it's better than not being here to raise my son, mm-hmm. so that's pretty much a. There's a lot more details than that, but um, if you if you want to learn more about what I went through, especially from my mother's perspective, my mom has a book out on Amazon.com called Saving Amy, and um, my mom decided to write a book about it. About the first part is all about when I was little and all the struggles that she had at that time and then about what I went through back in through 2016 yeah that's
0: wow now I've known you for a, a while as we mentioned earlier and I know a little bit about your story
1: but I don't really know
0: on a personal level we shared about how you and I have a mutual um, faith. Um, we're both Christians, we both believe in God. Did any of yes. this at all um, affect your faith in a positive way or a negative way or
1: um, I always had faith in, I always had faith in God. my especially with my parents. My mom always never let me believe that I couldn't do anything um and that you know all things are possible through Christ when I through the 2013 to 2016 um dialysis that was um that was like six days of dialysis and that was like four or five hours um depending on being on dialysis all day um i had my moments i did like anybody else would Mm -hmm. i think i did really good with the dialysis and doing fine with that but once i lost my leg and my foot i went through a deep depression um i think it was due to the fact that okay i can get through dialysis i know that's taken care of get a liver and kidney transplant but how do i take care of things with only I have a foot and a blowed knee imputation. Mm-hmm. How do I get through this? Mm-hmm. And my pastor, Pastor um, Pastor Mark um, only at Faith Victory Church um, in Indiana, he gave me a CD to listen to every night of Keith Moore. Um, it was songs that Keith Moore sings about trusting God and um, just the every just stuff that I really needed at that moment mm-hmm. and everything and I was listen to that CD at night, I slept most of the day when I was on dialysis, cause dialysis drains you, For anybody who's on dialysis you know what I'm talking about It's perfectly drains you
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but, so I slept most of the time, um everything, but at night I would be awake so, you know, I listened to that CD a lot um and I also had a verse that um, we went to that God put in my heart um, was. Um, it's been a while since I looked it up, and I, but it was um, Philippians uh, one. Yeah, Philippians one six. I have it highlighted. And it says, I am convinced that he who begins a good work in you will continue until the days of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting it, bringing it to full completion in you. Which meant that I was not done yet, no matter what it was. And, you know, I... My... I managed to get out of that whole pity party and and figure out how I was going to do this.
0: That's um, awesome. That's such a testament and, of faith, and I think that a lot of people can learn.
1: Yeah. You see, a lot of people think that, you know, when they see me and they meet me, they're like, oh, you're so positive and you're so good. You're, you're no wonder you got through this. Um, during 2013, 2015, you wouldn't have recognized me. I was really struggling. Um, it sometimes it would just sometimes I had to take it not day by day but sometimes hour by hour even mm-hmm. sometimes minute by minute um because you're constantly thinking about your life about your husband who you know right, your child you know what what all you want to do with your life and you can, you know you have other people taking care of your child right now and you can't so you know those were, those were a lot of tough moments that both me and my husband had to deal with
0: one of the things and, that I, I wanted so. to ask you about because I know for me and I um, I can kind of understand from a disability standpoint that sometimes you have to kind of you know when you're running your race with endurance that's in the bible to run your race with endurance and Um, oftentimes when things get in the way obstacles get in the way and um, you're having to go your course and go, you know, run the race but then something happens and you have to recalibrate you know, I keep hearing the word recalibrate (laughs) and you have to kind of get up again and try again and, you know, um, go again and create a new normal you know yeah yeah
1: Yeah. I I did. I, I mean, I, I did have my moment, but there was never, there was where I thought I need to quit. It was more like I just wanted this to be done. Mhm. Thought, even though there were paths around that I could pass away from this, I never once thought that. I never, you know, believed that. I knew I was going to get out of this, and I knew God was going to bring me out of this. I just didn't know when or how and i think that's the biggest thing is that to have you know is to have patience god has the perfect timing no mm-hmm. he does yeah and he did he had the perfect timing because i was running out of time with my um with the catheter in my chest I had a catheter in my chest and um they were concerned that they were gonna have to change it and everything again and i already had a bunch of scar tissue. And we got the call on March 10th, yeah, March 10th, Mm -hmm. saying that they had a liver and kidney kidney for me, from the same donor. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, we went all the way to Indianapolis IU, and... Um, at first, the nurse was like, Well, we may, it depends on what the organs look like. And sometimes people get sent home, and both me and my mom's like, No, I'm not getting sent home. This is done and over well. Life would get better from that point on. Even the doctor, last thing I remember the doctor saying before he put, um, put the medicine in me to get the knock me out, <laughs> um, he said, Are you ready for your new life? And I was. And everything went perfect. perfect. Everything went great, and so so the
0: crystals. I wanted. Just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to ask you about the crystals that you were talking about that affected yeah. your kidneys and your liver. Did it also affect other things in your life besides
1: your cutting off circulation to my almost my whole body mm-hmm. um, because of. Um, when I was little because I ended up with um, all that I went through my immune system being compromised I ended up with CMV when I was a baby so I lost some of my hearing and um, then I'm also the I also have tons of scar tissue from the crystals being in my eyes I make no more crystals so I don't have any left in my eyesight. But I'm left with the scar tissue, which leads me not to be able to drive, because there's no there's no way of fixing those scar tissues. Um, once they're there, they're there. And so I'm part, partly blind in my right eye. Wow. Yeah. Um, just the... the, the uh, it's like the central vision. I mean... All, ever since i had to transplant my better in my left eye that is amazing um you know i can read regular books now it makes me so thrilled. usually i have to be big printed and i can just read <laughs> like a normal size book and stuff, so that's
0: so great i'm so glad to to know that it's healing up but you know i there's a lot that i still don't know about you, even though we've known each other for years. Um, and so, some of this stuff that I'm learning about now is really surprising and just amazes me that you have not wavered in your faith and your tenacity and your, um you know, you still, you're a mom um, and you're married yeah. and, you know, <laughs> life didn't stop. Um, with your disability, and that's just really, really cool. Do you do yeah. you want to talk a little bit about your family?
1: Uh, yeah, I have, um, I'm married to Matthew Stewart. I've been married to him since 2009. Um, we met in 2007, um, but we got married in 2009, and then our son was born in 2012. Uh, Joshua, he's eight years old. Kind of my little wild boy, but, but he's my little boy at the same time because I wasn't supposed to have any children. I wasn't even expected to have kids, and if I was, even if I did get pregnant, it would probably be a danger to me or to Joshua. Which it wasn't. I knew. I, you know. I, you know the one thing that I've always done is I always tried to find a scripture to hold Mm -hmm. on to and to speak that scripture over my life to have um, let me through because I mean the pregnancy went really great they said I wasn't gonna they never had a person that had a kidney transplant um past 30 weeks normally they develop something and they they have to do C-section or they have to you know get the baby out real quick you know um, but I beat it the 36 weeks and he was in perfect health I did develop a little pre but everything went back to normal um, after APEC he's going to be born with or even problems all with the problems but he was perfect um,
0: he's, a, he's a really unique special little boy and I haven't actually he, physically he met him but we've face chatted and we've facetimed or you know whatever you want to call that (laughs) and um he's just a really sweet kid so you're doing a wonderful job are you there hello amy did i lose you misty and this is my podcast mermaid on land mermaid on land came about in a lot of prayer and a lot of thinking and processing about what i wanted to accomplish and and my goal in creating this platform for people like myself as well as my peers and any other person that may have any perceived limitation. Um, so I wanted to create a podcast to give a spotlight or get rid of the perceived stigma of that people might have with people with disabilities. So on my podcast today, I have Amy Stewart. Hi, Amy. Hi. Thank you so much for coming today, um, I really appreciate this, um, Amy is a really good dear friend of mine, and we've known each other for how long?
1: Oh my goodness. We've, maybe 2017 or 2016, maybe towards the end of 2016, because it was like after my transplant, so.
0: Okay. Um, so this is actually my very first podcast episode, so, um, I just want to kind of, I want to give you the opportunity to share your story with as much or as little as you're comfortable in sharing. And then I kind of want to get to know you and I want, I, I mean, I know you as a person. We, we met via Twitter. Um, we're both yeah. mutual fans of the Backstreet Boys as well as we are very strong in our faith. <laughs> so we combined the two and we cultivated a very strong friendship. Amy is like a best friend of mine. She might as well be family. Um,
1: oh, thank you.
0: We're we're um, we're very close and um so I very I very much value her friendship. And yeah, so Amy, start off yeah. by I guess, sharing a little bit about you and, and the struggles that you deal with.
1: Okay. Um, I figured I might as well start in the beginning. I will try to not make it... not to talk for very long about it because it is a very long story, but I will just give you, like, bits and pieces of it. Okay. Um, in 1983... About three months after I was born, um, my kidneys shut down. I was born with a rare condition called oxalo- hyperoxaluria. And what it means is my body cannot um, get rid of oxalate crystals, which is in everything you eat and drink, okay? Instead of, you know, getting rid of them in my body like normal people do, um, they build builded they build up, and they build up hard crystals, um, which destroys your kidneys first. Back then, in 1980s, they didn't know much about this. Um, all they knew was that they have a kidney transplant, and that was it. Mm-hmm. They didn't really know much about it. it. passed away because of this horrible thing and um there are two types i can't remember exactly what type i had but i know i had the infantile type so i don't know if that's type one or type two um but um my kidneys ended up failing Um, my dad gave me his kidney first um i think it was in a matter of 24 hours to a week that the disorder automatic the crystals ate that kidney too and basically destroyed it um Then when I was two, my mom gave me her kidney, and I had her kidney all the way up to till I was like I think thirty years old. Mm -hmm. Um, Nowadays, if a child is born with this, um, if they make it I think to their six months or to their first birthday, they automatically get a liver and kidney transplant. And the reason why they found out it's not in the kidney. It's because we're missing an enzyme in our liver that helps break down our And because we're missing this this enzyme, the first place it goes to is to attack the kidney. Then it'll start attacking other parts of your body. Um, So in 2016, after when I went back in the kidney failure, um, when I was 30, I think probably about... It was, I went into kidney failure probably about a a week after my son turned a year old. And so I went on dialysis, did that whole thing and everything and stuff. And then in 2016, I had my third kidney transplant, but my first liver transplant. And because I had a liver transplant, I no longer had the disorder. I still have old crystals still in my body, but I'm not producing any new ones. Unfortunately, because of a lot of things, because of the crystals, um, I think it was in 2014 or 2013, um, the crystals attacked my bloodstream and they shut off my circulation from my arm to my leg. Um, I was basically about to die. They didn't know what they were going to do. Um... They, doctor, thank God for Dr. Rose and everything. He did a lot of research and he, um, he found a drug that could be used to open up circulation. Um, so he managed to say, however, I have a below knee amputation on my right and I have to put on my left. And um, so, but it's better than not being here to raise my son. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much a, there's a lot more details than that, but um, if you if you want to learn more about what I went through, especially from my mother's perspective, my mom has a book out on Amazon.com called Saving Amy, and um, my mom decided to write a book about it, about the first part is all about when I was little and all the struggles that she had at that time, and then about what I went through back into through 2016.
0: Yeah, that's wow. Now I've known you for a, a while, as we mentioned earlier, and I know a little bit about your story,
1: but I don't really
0: know on a personal level. We shared about how you and I have a mutual. Um, faith. Um, we're both Christians. We both believe in God. Did any of yeah. this at all um, affect your faith in a positive way or a negative
1: way? Or um, I always had faith. In, I always had faith in God. My especially with my parents. My mom always never let me believe that I couldn't do anything. Um, and that you know, all things are possible through Christ. When I was through the 2013-2016 dialysis, that was, um, that was like six days of dialysis. And that was like four or five hours, um, depending on being on dialysis all day. Um, I had my moments. I did like anybody else would. Mm-hmm. I think I did really good with the dialysis and doing fine with that. But once I lost my leg and my foot, I went through a deep depression. Um, I think it was due to the fact that, okay, I can get through dialysis. I know that's taken care of, get a liver and kidney transplant. But how do I take care of things with only a half foot and a bloated knee amputation? Mm-hmm. How do I get through this? Mm-hmm. And my pastor, Pastor um, Pastor Mark um, Owe at Faith Victory Church um, in Indiana, he gave me a CD to listen to every night of Keith Moore. Um, it was songs that Keith Moore sings about trusting God and um, just the every just stuff that I really needed at that moment. Mm-hmm. And everything. And I would listen to that CD at night. I slept most of the day when I was on dialysis. Because dialysis drains you. For anybody who's on dialysis, you know what I'm talking about. It's perfectly drains mm-hmm. you. Um, but, so I slept most of the time. Um, everything, But at night, I would be awake. So, you know, I listened to that CD a lot. Um, and I also had a verse that... Um, went to that God put in my heart um, was, um, it's been a while since I looked it up, and I, but it was um, Philippians uh, 1, yeah, Philippians 1, 6, I have it highlighted, and it mm-hmm. said I am convinced that he who begins a good work in you will continue until the days of Jesus Christ right up to the time of his return developing that good work and perfecting it bringing it to full completion which meant that I was not done yet no matter what it was and you know I I managed to get out of that whole pity party and and figure out how I was going to do this?
0: That's um, awesome. That's such a testament of faith, and I think that a lot of people can learn.
1: Yeah. You see, a lot of people think that, you know, when they see me and they meet me, they're like, oh, you're so positive, and you're so good. You're, no wonder you got through this. Um, during 2013, 2016, you wouldn't have recognized me. I was really struggling. Um, it, sometimes it would just... Sometimes I had to take it, not day by day, but sometimes... Hour by hour, even (laughs) sometimes minute by minute, Um, because you're constantly thinking about your life, about your husband, who you know, your child, you know what, what all you want to do with your life, and you, you know, you have other people taking care of your child right now, and you can't. So you know, those those were a lot of tough moments that both me and my husband had to deal with.
0: One of the things that I I wanted to ask you about, because I know for me and I, um, I can kind of understand from a disability standpoint that sometimes you have to kind of, you know, when you're running your race with endurance, that's in the Bible, to run your race with endurance. And, um, oftentimes when things get in the way, obstacles get in the way, and, um, you're having to go your course and go, you know, run the race, but then Something happens and you have to recalibrate, you know. I keep hearing the word recalibrate, <laughs> and you have to kind of get up again and try again, and you know, um, yeah. go again and, and create a new normal. normal you know, it. yeah,
1: yeah. When, I. Go ahead. I did. I, I mean, I, I did have my moment, but there was never, there, was never where I thought I need to quit. It was more like I just wanted this to be done. hmm just thought even though there were words passing around that I could pass away from this, I never once thought that. I never you know, believed that. I knew I was gonna get out of this. And I knew God was gonna bring me out of this. I just didn't know when or how and I think that's the biggest thing is that to have you know, is to have patience. God has the perfect time. hmm No so He does. Yeah. And he did. He had to get that perfect timing because I was running out of time with my, um, with the catheter in my chest. had a catheter in my chest, and, um, they were concerned that they were going to have to change it and everything again. And I already had a bunch of scar tissue. And we got the call on March 10th. Yeah, March 10th. Saying that they had a liver and kidney, kidney for me, from the same donor. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, we went all the way to Indianapolis IU, and um, at first the nurse was like, "Well, we may. It depends on what the organ looks like, and sometimes people get sent home." And both me and my mom's like, "No, I'm not getting sent home. This is done and over with. My life would get better from that point on." Even the doctor. Last thing I remember, the doctor saying before he put um, put the medicine in me to get the, knock me out, mm-hmm. um, he said, "Are you ready for your new life?" And mm-hmm. I was. And everything was perfect. Everything went perfect. Everything went great. And so. So the crystals. I wanted.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna ask you about the crystals that you were talking about that affected yeah. your kidneys and your but- liver. Did it also affect other things in your life besides
1: your... Cutting off circulation to my, almost my whole body. Mm-hmm. Um, because of, um, when I was little, because I ended up with, um, all that I went through my immune system being compromised, I ended up with CMV when I was a baby, so I lost some of my hearing. And, um... Then I'm also the, I also have tons of scar tissue from the crystals being in my eyes. I make no more crystals, so I don't have any left in my eyesight, but I'm left with scar tissue, which leads me not to be able to drive, because there's no, there's no way of fixing those scar tissues. Um, once they're there, they're there. And so I'm hard partly blind in my right eye. Wow. Yeah. It um, just the, the, the uh, it's like the central vision. I mean, seriously, ever since I had the transplant, my, better in my left eye, that is amazing. Um, you know, I can read regular books now. It makes me so thrilled. Usually I have to be big printed and I can just read a like, normal size book. Stuff, so.
0: That's so great. I'm so glad to to know that it's healing up. But, you know, I there's a lot that I still don't know about you, even though we've known each other for years. Um, and so some of this stuff that I'm learning about now is really surprising and just amazes me that you have not wavered in your faith and your tenacity and your, um, you know, you still you're a mom um, and you're married yeah. and, you know, <laughs> life didn't stop um, with your disability. And that's just really, really cool. Do you do yeah. you want to talk a little bit about your family?
1: Uh, yeah, I have, um, I'm married to Matthew Stewart. I've been married to him since 2009. Um, we met in 2007. Um, but we got married in 2009, and then our son was born in 2012. Uh, Joshua, he's eight years old. Kind of my little wild boy, but but he's a boy at the same time because I wasn't supposed to have any children. I wasn't even expected to have kids, and if I was, even if I did get pregnant it would probably be danger to me or to Joshua, which it wasn't. I, I knew, I, you know, th- the one thing that I've always done is I always tried to find a scripture to hold mm-hmm. on to and to speak that scripture over my life to him. Um, let me through, because I mean, the pregnancy went really great. They said I wasn't gonna, they never had a person that had a kidney transplant um, past 30 weeks, normally they develop something and they, they have to do c section or they have to, you know, get the baby out real quick, you know. Um, but I did it for 36 weeks and he was in perfect health. I did develop a little pre crampsia, but everything went back to normal. Um, after they He to stay, to him to be born with or problems, also with the problems, but he was perfect. Um,
0: He's a, he's a really unique special little boy and I haven't actually physically met him but we've face chatted and we've facetimed or you know whatever you want to call that. <laughs> and um he's just a really sweet kid so you're doing a wonderful job. Are you there? Hello? Amy, did I lose you?